Brooklyn's Radio presents Surrey Business Affairs with Jackie Mitchell. Hello and welcome to Surrey Business Affairs with me, Jackie Mitchell. We'll be covering subjects relating to business, the challenges facing businesses in the area, as well as new opportunities and innovations. And if you'd like to join in, email studio at brooklandsradio.co.uk with any comments or questions for our guests. On today's show, we have Dave Webster, IT specialist from We Are Biz and the Webster Consultancy, James Evans from Our Family Wizard, and Sylvia Del Corso from Pink SEO Marketing. But to start with, I'd like to welcome our first guest, Mike Brennan, Chief Executive of the Norman Broadbent Group. Hello there, Mike. Hi, how are you? Very well, thank you. And you? Yep, I'm great. Managing Fine. Good, good. Well, th- many thanks for coming on the show and welcome to Surrey Business Affairs. So before we find out more about the Norman Broadbent Group, it'd be really interesting to find out a bit about your background, because I understand you started your first business at the age of 27. I did. I did. I was, uh, I was working for a very small recruitment company in London, and, uh, and I was approached by a gentleman some of your listeners will have heard of called James Kahn. And James, of course, uh, has been on Dragon's Den for a number of years. This is before Dragon's Den. And James was out there in the market backing uh, young entrepreneurs to help them build their businesses. And James and I went into partnership together. We owned a business 50-50. We built that business out uh, quite successfully. I sold my share of that business uh, to the Alexander Mann Group, which James owned. And then James, myself, and the other shareholders, we sold it to Advent International for £50 million. Um, so that, that was my start. So I'd sold my first business before I was 30 and, uh, and then went on to sell a much bigger business within a, a year or two after that. Wow, that's very impressive. Of course, you've worked all over the world. And then in 2016, you joined Norman Broadbent as a turnaround CEO. What, what yeah. was that exactly? Yeah, that's right. So um, I, I worked in and built businesses in Hong Kong, Japan, Singapore, Dubai, New York and London. Um, so I, I felt I was pretty well rounded and I'd taken a lot of those businesses from start to finish. So we started and we sold it or we picked something up, turned around and sold it. And I was approached by the investors behind the Norma Broadbent Group. Norma Broadbent is listed on the London Stock Exchange. It's a 40-year-old business. It started out as a very traditional executive search firm. And what the investors were keen to do was to see if we could broaden it out. So I came into it and, and I had to do a number of different things. First of all, it wasn't performing. It, it hadn't been profitable uh, so we had to change um, the team quite significantly. We had to reboot the culture, uh, but we had to rethink the business plan and we turned it into a much broader professional services firm. We still kept the recruitment element to it. Uh, we still work with very, very big businesses at very senior levels. Um, but essentially, we became more like a professional services business that had six different service lines all of which focused on challenges that businesses might face around people, organizations, uh, leadership, uh, and, and future development and growth of their businesses. And that's what we do today. Yes, because you do all sorts of things like interim management and leadership consulting as well. Yeah, so we, we, um, 
we didn't want to be just a, a one-trick pony, uh, and we recognised that the world of work was changing. So companies don't necessarily want to go out and hire somebody long-term. They might need a consultant for six months who's a specialist to help with a particular challenge. So that was interim management. We also recognised that a lot of companies didn't necessarily have the right information in front of them to make good, well-informed decisions. So we created a research and insight business. We also recognised that uh, companies need to know more about their people, about where the skill gaps are, about how they can develop them and about how they can hire more scientifically. So we really developed our uh, leadership consulting business, which helps provide businesses with uh, psychometric assessments, for example, uh, of people within their teams or they're thinking of hiring. So we, we've got these six different service lines. And during the pandemic, um, quite frankly, whereas some businesses have, have stopped hiring, um, they have actually come to us and said, we need a short-term consultant or we need some research and insight or I need to assess my team. So that, that more balanced business has certainly uh, helped propel us through the pandemic. Yes, uh, you're going to give a virtual talk about how the companies come through the pandemic, aren't you, at a UK business school shortly? Yes. So um, we've been recognised, I think, in our industry for the way in which we dealt uh, with the pandemic and the way in which we uh, uh, grew the business um, and pursued some interesting opportunities. So we're giving a lecture at a business school, myself and my CFO, um, and, it, and it's all about the, the war stories. They're the things that helped us through this pandemic. And perhaps can, you those, us, can you give us some examples of what brought you through the pandemic? Well, yes, yeah, so currently too, of course. Well, we we uh, we well, first of all, we we took some very big decisions very quickly, very early, which some members of our team thought were quite aggressive. But actually, when we did the employee engagement survey at the end of last year, they they, they said you did the right thing. So that was. We took some cost out very quickly, very early. Um, we completely restructured our business, so it was much more focused uh, around specific sectors and areas of specialisation. So we stopped focusing on selling services and we became more like a solution provider to help our clients solve their problems. And some people might think this is wacky, but I actually took one of our psychologists from our team of psychologists that we've got here at Normal Broadbent and I said, I want you to spend half your time focusing on our own people. And what he did is he did one-on-one counselling sessions with everybody um, and, he, and he helped them get through it, uh, which has been remarkably successful. And do you have any tips for our listeners on how to get through the pandemic? Um, boy, I mean, there's so many things that you can think of. Um, listen, if, if you are, yeah, listen to your customers, spend more time with your customers um really work hard on your people and keep them close and keep them safe that's that's what we did very good excellent and of course you've had so much success haven't you because at norman broadbent within two years uh you posted the best annual revenues in over a decade in 2018 and then in 2019 returned in profit and then you've also just received quite a few accolades so let's go through those so last september you recognized as one of europe's top ceos by global 100 so many congratulations for that thank you and how did you feel about that embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> what, what you've got to remember is i'm 
I'm just a boy from Barnsley, so I'm not I'm not used to this kind of thing. Um, but um, that that has put me on the on the radar a little bit, and obviously there's been a few more accolades since then. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. So the next one was Corporate America Today. You were European CEO 2020 and they've got 290,000 subscribers. So that's fantastic. And then the thirdly, um, you're also named European CEO of 2021 by the Legal 100, which is run by Lawyer International. So that's fantastic. So how do you feel about winning all these uh, awards? Well, um, I, when, when, when I get them, I... I... I basically say to the team, you know, this is not this is not really a recognition of me. It's a recognition of them. I mean, they're they're the ones that have worked with me and we've worked together to get the business to where it is today. And if if it hadn't been for them and their efforts, I would not have received those accolades. So, um, you know, I'm I'm proud for the team, and I think the team recognise that it, it's recognition of everything that they've gone and done. And I don't keep my little awards and plaques uh, in my office. I put them out on the reception so that uh, the team can see them every day when they when they when they're allowed to walk in, they can see them because they're their wins, not mine. How fantastic! And so, what would you say though is the secret of your success? Uh, I think it's about having uh, a very clear strategy. Um, I think it's about being able to differentiate yourself from the pack, not being scared to take risks. And I think the biggest thing is just to be unstoppable. You've got to be very resilient uh, in business um, and you've just got to tough your way through it and um, communicate well with your people. Tell them what you're doing. If it's bad, tell them. If it's good, tell them. Um, Just have a whole uh, culture of transparency in your organisation because that builds a lot of belief in you. Fantastic. And also, we must mention that you were invited to join the Future Economy Surrey Commission, chaired by former UK Chancellor Philip Hammond. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes. So um, Tim Oliver set that up. Tim's uh, Surrey County Council leader. Um, It it was I think it was a really forward thinking thing uh, for Tim and Philip to do. Um, The danger is, of course, whenever you're involved in in business and politics, you become very absorbed in the here and now. Uh, And particularly now with the pandemic, it's all about here and now. But I think what these two guys did is they they started to think ahead and were very proactive. So it's great to be involved in it. Um, There was a small group of business people and academics and other stakeholders from across Surrey. Um, We met uh, virtually during the pandemic. Um, it, it produced this amazing 226-page report, which the uh, University of Surrey were very, very, very heavily involved in driving. If, if you haven't read it, uh, I would really recommend you read it. And basically, it's a huge business plan for Surrey. It's, it's the blueprint. It's what the future needs to look like for Surrey to be a real success. How interesting. And when, and when will it be implemented? Well, um, it was launched um, just before Christmas, so it's available online now. And um, and really, it's a case of all the various stakeholders that are involved in that um, really getting together. And, and I think it's, it was all about understanding the problems and where the challenges were and where the opportunities were. Um, and it's now really down to the different stakeholders in that to, to, to basically join people together so they can collaborate more they can innovate more and they can create this hopefully wonderful, sustainable 
economic future that Surrey's got. Well, that sounds absolutely fantastic. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Very, very interesting. I'm sorry we've run out of time, but perhaps you would like to give us your website details so people can get more information. Of course, it's normanbroadbent.com. Thank you very much. That was Mike Brennan, Chief Executive of the Norman Broadbent Group. Our next guest will be Dave Webster from We Are Biz and the Webster Consultancy. You're listening to Surrey Business Affairs on Brooklyn's Radio, for and about local businesses in Surrey. The new variant of COVID-19 is spreading fast, putting people at risk of serious disease and renewed pressure on our NHS. Vaccines give clear hope for the future, but the rising infection rate requires action now. Once more, we must all stay home. If it's essential to go out, remember, wash your hands, cover your face, and make space. Stay home. Protect the NHS. Save lives. Hello, I'm Lisa Rollin. Join me for my show, Classical Crossover, on Thursdays at 7 o'clock for one hour of beautiful, uplifting classical music handpicked by me for you, as well as insightful interviews with fellow musicians and their wonderful gig stories. So join me, Lisa Rollin, on Thursdays at 7 o'clock for Classical Crossover on Brooklyn's Radio. It's Surrey Business Affairs with Jackie Mitchell. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Dave Webster, IT specialist from the Webster Consultancy and We Are Biz. Hello there, Dave. Hello, Jackie. Thanks very much for joining us and welcome to Surrey Business Affairs. So before we get going on what uh, the Webster Consultancy and We Are Biz are all about, it'd be really interesting to find out a bit about your background, how you got into IT. I actually started as an apprentice um, at a firm called Ferranti in Bracknell. They were a computer systems uh, engineering company. And having been there for seven years, I then left to work for various companies until I ended up with um, working for Microsoft. And then what happened? When did you decide to break out on your own? So one of the things that's always frustrated me, is I predominantly worked in the IT industry and the big corporates always talk about small and medium business. And one of my biggest frustrations, if you wanted to build a relationship with a small and medium business, you usually had to do, do that through a partner. So you never had a direct relationship with, in this case, Microsoft, unless you were of a certain size. So I thought, um, I'm passionate about, about this, so I wanted to set up Webster Consulting to basically bridge that gap and see whether we could do a better job of working with small and medium businesses as if they were large companies. And so since 2006, that's what we've been trying to do. Very good. OK. And now let's move on then to We Are Biz, because I understand you're a co-founder of We Are Biz. Can you give us some information about this? Yes, well... Um, the great thing when you are a small business, you can collaborate with other small businesses. So I found two other small businesses that thought that like I did, really. One of the challenges of, of working by yourself is it can be quite a lonely existence sometimes. And 
when you want to work with larger companies, let's say companies that employ five to 50 people, sometimes it's quite difficult because you've got to think about the contingency of working with a company. And if that's just a one person company, sometimes a bigger company may have a little bit of concern over that because you're just in their eyes and a term that's used very often is a one man band. So working as a collective, which is what we are business all about, we want to encourage other small businesses to come and work with us. And obviously if there are opportunities, whether they be in it or marketing or in PR, those are the three core skills that we offer within we are biz we feel we're in a great position to be able to help small companies whether they be startups or or have been going for maybe a few years terrific and uh, also you're doing a series of webinars and networking and the next one is going to be on wednesday the 10th of february at 11 o'clock in the morning and it's going to be you you're going to be giving this webinar on the future of broadband so could you give us an overview of what you'll be covering well, we did a series last year when the pandemic first started and we called it the Survivor's Guide. And we were basically offering free advice to anybody that would you know, want to listen. And um, that was very successful. But we've tailored We Are Biz to be a little bit more specific because what we wanted to do, our vision was to actually give something back to the people that were actually coming to listen to us. So the idea is... Um, we do take a small fee. The reason we're doing that is to see whether we can get people to come back and not drop out on the day. Because one of the things we saw last year is for lots of reasons, people couldn't make the actual event. Um, so over the next few months, we're going to be running this webinar where we offer um, some out, some some uh, networking, open networking for the group that that want to come and listen to our talks and then I'm going to spend 20 minutes um, that's all just talking about some of the challenges that we've all encountered during 2020 with regards to broadband and doing video conferencing so um, hopefully people that would like to come along um, they might actually learn some simple tips and tricks that they can do to improve the quality of video conferencing and hopefully we can learn from them too. And without wanting to um, you know, give too much away, what would you say are the main difficulties about broadband? Well, broad broadband's been around about two decades. So one of the things that we often forget is the speed in which technology moves forward. And I have to say, broadband's been evolving every year since 2020. So if you've got an old piece of kit an old modem or something it might be worth checking to see how old it is because by just simply changing that you could improve things tremendously and then we're going to be talking about some other things that you can do even using your mobile phone in the event of an emergency and then bringing you right up to date with regards to 5g or fifth generation of mobile um, connectivity where you can actually start to use a sim instead of a wire to your to your home or your office as an alternative to wired broadband, you can have wireless broadband now. And the speeds that you get with 5G are comparable, if not just a little bit faster than what you would be able to get with the fastest fibre connection you can afford at the moment. 
Well, that's very interesting because, of course, broadband is under a lot of pressure at the moment, isn't it, with people homeschooling, working from home and so on? Massively, yes, massively. And what I've seen this year, the early parts of 2021, if you happen to be a customer of, let's say, um, a multi-vendor, so um, Sky or Virgin, um, they are actually putting their prices up too. So not only have you been suffering with perhaps inferior broadband conductivity, but you're now adding insult to injury and ask to be paid to asking to be paid a little bit more for that service. Oh, well, it sounds a very interesting talk that you're going to be giving. And if somebody wants to come to it, how do they sign up for the event? You can go to our website, which is wearebiz.co.uk. Um, on the contact form there, if you want to kept, be kept in touch regularly, please feel free to fill in your details. And that will go on to our marketing database where we will be communicating, not regularly, because that's one of the other things that the three of us don't like is being over communicated to. But we um, obviously are sending two or three emails a month informing you of what's happening and with a view also to, to sort of build a community of small businesses as well. So if you go to our website, wearebiz.co.uk, you can find more information in regards to the talks that are coming in the not too distant future. And you can register your interest if you'd like to attend. Yes, because I see you're going to be covering quite a lot of interesting topics, including uh, financial matters and uh, developing your business and also Google ads. Yes. Well, what we've done is we've the three inaugural members are, are going to kick off the first three webinars. But we're actually inviting small businesses to come and share what they know with our with our audience or our community. So um, if there is something that you would like to talk about, then obviously get in touch because we've got some really interesting speakers scheduled for the next six months. Terrific. So now let's move on then to the Webster Consultancy. So what would you say are the main challenges facing small businesses with their, with their IT these days? Well, I think a lot of people, particularly if they've moved from a corporate environment to working for themselves, um, most people would, could call the IT department. But obviously, when you work for yourself, that doesn't exist anymore. So what we like to say what Webster Consulting is, your own private IT company. So if you do have a problem with your um, infrastructure, then rather than go down to PC world and perhaps get sold something you might not need, come and talk to us because we, we're really passionate about enabling people to use technology and not buy necessarily new products, but also obviously if there's a few things you can do with your existing hardware and software, then we would invite you to perhaps improve that rather than throwing everything away and getting something new. So you help people, you give people IPT support then? Yes, and that's um, that could range from um, websites to networking to mobile communication to this new, or it's not that that new, but um, as of 2025, you will have to have a VoIP telephone system because the old PSDN system is being retired by BT. But we're just um, a company that can offer you help, whether you be a startup or whether whether you've been going for some time with regards to some of the challenges your your IT challenges you might face um, being a small business and what are the most common issues um, about IT for small businesses is it the problems getting onto the internet or their email that's a really good question a very difficult question to to answer I mean it's a whole multitude of things really 
I mean, we work with lots of people and I think people are very familiar with what they know. So I think there's a massive reluctance to, to deviate. So if you use an Apple machine, you might use Apple Mail and you feel comfortable with that. Or if you come from a Microsoft background and a PC environment, you might be an Outlook user. But if you were to consider potentially not using those two products anymore and using some of the new cloud-based systems, you can actually do a lot more with your time if you're leaving some of your old processes that you may have inherited from your corporate days. But obviously, that's quite difficult because we all feel comfortable with, with the things that we know. And so sometimes it is leading people, um, helping them transition from a legacy product to a new one. I think that would be the, the best way to describe what we do. Okay, then, Dave. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us. So perhaps we could have your website details, please, for Webster Consulting and We Are Biz. So um, the website is webster-consulting.co. We did have a website that ended EU, but obviously one of the things that we've all had to get used to in 2021 is obviously leaving um, the EU. And if you do have a domain ending in EU and it's not working, please contact us because we can help you with that too. And if you do want to sign up for the We Are Biz webinar series, then uh, please visit wearebiz.co.uk. Okay, then. Thank you very much, Dave. Thank you. That was Dave Webster from the Webster Consultancy and We Are Biz. Our next guest will be James Evans from Our Family Wizard. Surrey Business Affairs, for and about local businesses in Surrey. I'm so glad you're open. Thank goodness you're here. Do you ever close? Did you know the pharmacy at 20 Church Street, Weybridge, is open 100 hours every week to meet your immediate medical needs? We're here for you from 7am to 11pm weekdays, 7am to 9pm Saturdays, and 10am to 4pm on Sundays. Our friendly and knowledgeable team can provide you with the advice you need, as well as helping you with repeat prescriptions, all the -the over-the-counter products you would expect, and if you can't get in to visit us, we will deliver to you. The Pharmacy, 20 Church Street, Weybridge. We're here when you need us, 100 hours every week. As a business owner or manager, you know that in today's competitive world, attracting customers is the number one priority. An advertising campaign with Brooklyn's Radio can help you to stand out from the crowd and we make it easy, affordable and fun. Broadcasting in Northwest Surrey and Rushmore on digital radio and on the internet for Surrey, Brooklyn's Radio can support your business with an advertising campaign that gets your message out to the people that matter, your customers. Visit our advertising page at brooklynsradio.co.uk for more details and then call us for a chat or email sales at brooklynsradio.co.uk Brooklyn's Radio The Sound of Surrey Working for your business Brooklyn's Radio It's Surrey Business Affairs with Jackie Mitchell I'm pleased to welcome to the show James Evans, Professional Liaison Officer from Our Family Wizard. Hello there, James. Hi, Jackie. Good afternoon. Thank you for very, very much for having me on. 
Well, thanks for joining us on the show and welcome to Surrey Business Affairs. So before we get going on what uh, our family wizard is all about, it'd be great to get a bit of background about you, because I believe you've got a background in the arts. That's right. Yeah. And I started off my career working in theatre. I did that when I was at a very young age before going to university to study theatre. I then went on to teach and and I spent a good few years as uh, head of drama at at a private school in Brighton uh, before finding my way towards our family wizard. Fantastic. And then I believe uh, when you started training with the company, you visited uh, seven states uh, in America. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that was uh, January of 20, uh, 2018 now. Um, I was out there for seven weeks. And as part of that, I went to different states, worked with different professional liaisons uh, and saw how our family was looked and worked within those states and how different representatives uh, introduced the program. So it was a really amazing experience for me, especially because it was during the polar vortex. So I was uh, in Minneapolis when it was minus 54 Celsius degrees, could you believe? My um, goodness, so a, right? a real experience. Yeah, that must have been very cold indeed. It sure was. Yes, I hope you had some good clothing for that. Many layers were were warm, yeah. Good, good. So anyway, um, our family wizard then has been going in the UK now for a couple of years. So can you explain to our listeners what it's all about? Yeah, absolutely. So our family wizards start out in Minneapolis in America in 2001. So we're celebrating our 20th anniversary year this year. Uh, and we built a UK version, a UK entity about four, four and a half years ago. Um, and we've been growing it in the country ever since. Our family wizard is a co-parenting communication app. It is a place for parents to communicate through during, before or after the divorce or separation proceedings. That's a real uh, general outline of what we do. Right. And also uh, you work with practitioners as well, though, don't you? That's right. So the program is built for those parents to communicate through. But there is also a practitioner account which allows uh, family law professionals, whether that be solicitors, barristers, judges, mediators, mental health practitioners, anyone who works with these parents. They have access to the program where they can overview their client's activity, give them helpful feedback, turn the the information into court admissible reports. And they can do all sorts of different things from within their professional accounts, too. Am I right in thinking it's an app that is uh, that operates on the on the smartphone? It is. Yes. The majority of our parents will use the app on their phone, but it can be used on any access uh, with any device with access to the Internet. So if you want to use it on your laptop, your iPad, your desktop, you're more than welcome to do so. But uh, you're right. The majority of parents do use the app on on their on their smartphone. And is what sort of costs are involved in using it? So a subscription costs £79 per parent per year. Uh, They pay once at the start of the year and then it is an annual resubscription. However, if uh, a parent is on any sort of financial hardship, if they're on government benefits, welfare, legal aid, universal credit, anything like that, then they can use our Family Wizard for free uh, through our financial hardship application form. And that can be found on our website, ourfamilywizard.co.uk. And all professionals who use our Family Wizard, they never have to pay. It's always free for them to have an account. So what would you say are the main benefits of our family wizard? Uh, there's a series of features that are tailored purposefully for these parents, and it really does help with their communication. Um, within our message board, we have a feature called Tone Meter. Tone Meter is like a spell check for your emotions. So when you're writing a message to your other per- the other parents, it will alert you of any language that you've written that might be deemed inflammatory or potentially offensive. And it asks them to think about what they've written before actually sending it. It has a shared calendar where parents can put in a, a parenting schedule to help ease the, the difficulties 
ways of trying to figure out um, where the child is spending their time. It has an information bank where you can store information about the child, like their school reports, their medication, uh, their health, that kind of thing. Uh, a journal where they can upload pictures and they can check in and geotag themselves on a map. And um, they have an expense log where they can track reimbursements that they've made towards the child. So all that the parent could need all helpfully stored in one place. Well, it sounds a fantastic initiative. And how did the idea come about? Well, it started out, as I said, in Minneapolis, and it was our now president, Jai, who came up with the idea, and it was his university project. Um, and I think the story goes, he he told his university lecturer about it, and his university lecturer said to him, oh, I don't think this is a particularly good idea. I wouldn't recommend you pursuing it. Um, and I think six years later, that university lecturer was ordered to use it in court for his own divorce. Oh, my word. <laughs> so, <laughs> Incredible. So, uh, Yes, it's a real, real birth of the story. But Jai, our wonderful president, um, came up with the programme with his mum at the time, who was a family uh, lawyer, and um, they thought there would be a better way to streamline these communications for parents and really help them uh, during one of the most difficult periods of their lives. So um, that was the birth of the programme. And here we are 20 years later internationally. Fantastic. And now, of course, bringing us right up to date is this major new announcement that Parroting Apart programme has chosen our family wizard as its technology partner. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, that's right. So we're absolutely delighted to be working with uh, Claire and Cam over at Parenting Apart programme. Uh, Parenting Apart programme is uh, a support network for parents going through divorce uh, and separation uh, and, or any sort of conflict. And they try to prioritise the mental health uh, and as well as the emotional and physical well-being of the child. Uh, they really are focused on the child there. Um, so they do this by going through a four-week programme which enables parents to explore their family challenges and these are initially individual and then subsequently they do them together learning ways to communicate as parents and form respectful parent working relationships Um, and as as part of that program that parents will go through they will be using our family wizard as the technological aspect of that program so whilst they're going to sessions and they're working closely with these fantastic family law professionals in between those sessions they will be using our family wizard to communicate and help them grow as individuals and as parents. So that's what we're absolutely delighted to be working with them on. That's fantastic. Sounds very exciting. And just to clarify, then Parenting Apart programme um, is that they, they call themselves an alternative form of dispute resolution. Yeah, that's right. So um, much like our family wizard, they get ordered in court. Um, and these can be formally by judges. These are informally by family law professionals, much like us. Uh, and there's different situations where th- these will help. But there are so many be- benefits of using the Parenting Apart programme. It will help keep parents out of court, which is such a difficult time. It will save them financially as well. And there are so many good benefits of going down this avenue for the separation process that really will help those parents and, of course, those children. Well, that sounds wonderful. So I've got to ask you, as I have asked most of the, all the guests that come on this programme, mm-hmm. how has the lockdown and COVID-19 affected the business? Well, it's been interesting for me as as the only UK representative. I was travelling the country, going to various different law firms. So now my travelling has reduced substantially over doing everything via Zoom. Um, but we've been really lucky at our Family Wizards that we've been able to grow during this time. We've taken opportunities to host a series of webinars, which we've done for family law professionals, which we've delivered for free through a lot of contacts that we work with, such as barristers and solicitors and some judges too. Um, and it's given us a platform to speak more within that community. 
So whilst it is really a shame to not be able to go to family law events or, or meet uh, family law professionals in person, there has been a great opportunity for us to, to widen our reach within the UK to speak to more family law professionals and get involved with that community in such a big way. Now, we do hope that uh, very soon we will be able to return to live events. There's nothing quite like it, but um, we're really pleased to say that both uh, our Family Wizard and the Parenting Apart programme have been growing uh, during this very, very difficult year. Yes, and of course, um, the amount of divorces has, has risen, hasn't it, during this difficult time? I mean, I believe the number of inquiries has gone up 40%. That's right, yeah, and, and the courts are really struggling as well. There is a huge backlog, um, as, as you'll find with, with um, courts all over the country, of cases that were going to go ahead before the lockdown, and they've moved to sort of a, a hybrid hearing approach where um, perhaps one party is at home on Zoom and the other party is in court socially distancing. Um, and it's all the more reason why things like our Family Wizard and the Parenting Apart programme are going to be ever more helpful during these times. Everything is digital. Everything can be recorded safely and securely. So it is uh, helpful in that sense. But we do hope that as soon as possible, those courts can reopen so these families can get the help they need as soon as possible. Yes, of course. And for you personally, what was it like the transition from doing a live conference event to actually going on to Zoom? How was it for you? Well, fortunately for me, as as we discussed at the start, my theatrical background, I suppose, helped. I've had some experience talking to uh, to a camera screen before and not knowing how many audience members are there. So in a sense, it wasn't too difficult for me. But there is nothing like being able to speak to a group of people at a conference, being able to react off people's facial expressions and, and answer their questions and take that time to do so. Um, so it's not quite the same, but I, I guess I'm glad it's happened in a year where we do have the technology available to be able to continue our work and continue the spreading, spreading the positive work of what our Family Wizard and the Parenting Apart program are doing. Of course. And so what will the uh, coming year bring our Family Wizard? What plans are in the pipeline? So as we did in uh, 2020, we will be uh, promoting and hosting a monthly webinar that will be done on our, our website, ourfamilywizard.co.uk. And these will be looking at a huge variety of different um, conversation topics. Our next one is actually going to be with the Parenting Apart programme, where we'll be de- uh, delving into the work we're going to be doing and answering questions. And we're doing that alongside Dr. Sarah Foley from the University of Cambridge, who's doing a research project based around separating uh, families as well. So we'll be using that opportunity to speak to more professionals and uh, answer those questions about our work together and look to do more of these throughout the year, uh, as well as doing our usual, um, we, you know, we're always available to speak to more family law professionals. If a family law professional is interested in finding out more, we host 45 minute uh, tutorial sessions through Zoom, which are, of course, free. And it just gives you an opportunity to get an idea of what our family wizard is all about. We're doing those every week all around the world, uh, as well as speaking at conferences that are moving online, too. So uh, keeping ourselves busy while staying at home. Yes, it does sound as though you're very busy. And this uh, this conference you've just mentioned, this online Zoom conference, when is that being held? Uh, we haven't got a date confirmed as of yet. I'm in discussions with uh, with uh, the Parenting Apart programme and Dr Foley about that date. We're looking at the end of February uh, to, to when we're scheduling that, but we'll have a confirmed date. So keep an eye out on our social media. We're very active on uh, on Twitter and Facebook and LinkedIn. Uh, we'll be posting that. And if you'd like to join our newsletter or our email, then um, you can get in touch with uh, with us on ourfamilywizard.co.uk to find out more. And uh, we have recorded each of our sessions. As I said, we did six or seven last year, um, and which can be found on our website too. So if you want to see some of the topics we covered, um, we did one right at the start called The Shape of Family Law, where we discussed um, 
what everything was looking like, how things might have looked as well as Brexit. Um, we also did one just before Christmas called Litigants in Person, um, which uh, was a conversation between myself and four family law professionals looking at how uh, those parents who go to court and choose to represent themselves and how that relationship is between the, the courts and the, the family law professionals and any tips or tricks for anyone listening. So uh, please do have a look at those if you get a chance. OK, that's fantastic. Well, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about that, James. Would you like to just repeat your re- website address, please? Absolutely. So if you'd like to find out more about Our Family Wizard, you can go to ourfamilywizard.co.uk. And if you'd like to find out more about the Parenting Apart programme and the work we're doing with them, please visit parentingapartprogram.co.uk. Yes, thank you very much, James. Thanks, Jackie. That was James Evans from Our Family Wizard. Our next guest will be Sylvia Del Corso from Pink SEO Marketing. You're listening to Surrey Business Affairs on Brooklyn's Radio for and about local businesses in Surrey. There's no doubt that running a business is tough, but at the moment it's even tougher than ever. And that's where we can help. Plan C are a team of Surrey business professionals offering free advice for local businesses during these testing times. We offer solutions to your most pressing business challenges. From marketing to human resources, PR to Google ads, business strategy to website design. Post your questions at yourplanc.co.uk. We'll put them to the team and come back to you with our thoughts, observations and most importantly, practical solutions. It's a free service, so why not see if we can help? www.yourplanc.co.uk As well as listening live to Brooklyn's Radio, you can listen on demand to our podcasts of interviews and feature programmes at brooklynsradio.co.uk. Check out the programmes and features by clicking on the show logos and keep up to date with the latest podcasts on our latest podcasts page. The Sound of Surrey, on demand at brooklandsradio.co.uk. It's Surrey Business Affairs with Jackie Mitchell. I'm pleased to welcome to the show Sylvia Del Corso from Pink SEO Marketing. Hello there, Sylvia. Hi, Zeki. Hello. Hello. Many thanks for joining us and welcome to Surrey Business Affairs. Thank you for having me here. It's my pleasure, really. Good. Well, well, before we get on to what Pink SEO Marketing does, it would be really interesting to find out a bit about your background, because I understand you were, uh, you're from Italy. Yes, it's right. Uh, I moved with the whole family just uh, less than five years ago. And I apologize for the accent. I know it's strong, but I can't it's do it. It's a very lovely accent. <laughs> it's just and it, uh, nothing I can hide, actually. And um, yeah, we moved uh, less than five years ago from uh, Toscany. I used to live near Pisa on the seaside. Oh, lovely. The village. Yeah. It is a lovely place, uh, but the only issue is when you're trying to run a business there, and I've been doing it for more than six years there, and it's quite challenging, actually, to run a small business there. So we decided we are going to start fresh, new, a new life here, and we really never regretted choosing to do this. Uh, Actually, it is something that we should have done much earlier. 
because life here has been amazing. We easily were able to find uh, a, a new lovely place to live, to make new friends, to establish a new community. For me, creating a new business, uh, wiping completely the slide clean. Uh, so no existing customers, no existing connections, restarting everything from scratch. Well, that's very brave. Well done you. So what is your actual background though? How did you get into digital marketing? Well, you should know I started from a completely different background because back there in Italy, I studied languages. Uh, I can speak German and Spanish. Uh, and because I studied foreign languages at the university and my initial job was in tourism. I was uh, a hotel contract negotiator with tour operators uh, around uh, Europe. Uh, but then internet came uh, and the touristic industry was very severely affected. Now it's been affected for the second time just uh, as much uh, with this current situation. But back then, and I'm talking about 10 years ago, approximately internet disrupted because bookings were not made in the travel agency. They were making online. So the catalogs of the tour operators, they were all different things and everybody was booking themselves online. Their holidays. Okay, well, to bring us all up to date, though, you started Pink SEO Marketing in 2016. So how do you you help businesses? Well, I do have small business. We do have small businesses because we are a small small agency by optimizing their websites. Uh, So either if they're new websites that will be launched uh, or if they're existing websites uh, and the clients are not getting any leads business sales opportunities from their sites they're just being used as glorified business cards basically we work on these sites from a technical and a content perspective so that when someone is searching for something on google and these times particularly people are searching for everything on google because we are doing everything online the client sites can be found better better than the competitors which makes a lot of difference in terms of revenue because if your site is being found instead of somebody else you are the one who can get uh, the sale lead the contact uh, the, the opportunity so we work on websites so that they will be easily understandable crawlable by google and they can really match uh, what the potential customer is searching for speaking the right type of language using the words that the customer is searching for understanding what uh, is the need in the audience uh, that they search for on google uh, and if you start seeing what people search on google it is always an eye-opening moment because you say I didn't know that they were searching for this it's so interesting I definitely need to put it on my site so basically websites then become even more helpful uh, because they really can help the clients uh, find what they really need yes so how can businesses get higher in the google rankings well, there are things that need to be considered uh, as really, really priorities, and they are the fundamentals. We were talking about keywords, uh, so this is definitely important, making sure that you know 
what people search for and you use these terms uh, on your site uh, in all the relevant positions because the crawler bots they're robots basically they're programmed to search in certain parts which are a, a lot but they're very clear to know they're the titles the images the, the, the descriptions on the pages there is a lot uh, of parts in which you need to clearly display what uh, people may be searching for. There is no hide and seek playing. You, you can't seek what you want to be found for. You really need to put it clearly, but again, not hidden. So it needs to be something that's done in a very qualitative way, speaking in a way that's not keyword stuffed, uh, not artificial. It needs to be something that conveys this sense of trust uh, and professionality. And user experience, uh, making sure that the user really can enjoy the time on your site and they can find uh, really helpful and useful information always pays off because then Google now, they've got a lot of artificial intelligence uh, elements within the algorithm and that will track how the user interacts with the site uh, so they can see if the user spends a lot of time on the site, if they check a lot of pages, if instead they bounce away because the site mm. was not is that, that's one of the challenges, isn't it? People not spending a very long time on the, on the website. Well, this is not definitely not a good signal uh, that we are giving to the algorithm when this happens. Because if the algorithm can detect uh, that people are bouncing away from the site straight away, it will learn uh, because it's machine learning. It will learn from this type of behavior that no, this page actually shouldn't be ranking so well for this keyword because it's not getting a good user experience. Uh, I should be ranking better somebody else's website. Uh, so making sure that people have a lovely interaction on the site, they spend time, they keep checking more pages. Uh, so there is, yes. there is a, Could you possibly explain to us about backlinks, what they are? Backlinks are third-party links uh, that your site will receive from somebody else's website. Uh, so it's like it a recommendation that you get. Somebody else is linking to your site. Uh, and for Google, it is if they are good sites linking to yours. Uh, for Google, this is uh, an element of appreciation. And Google's life, it's not easy because they need to find out among the billions of websites there existing for any keyword, uh, which are the top 10. Uh, so all things being equal, uh, the sites which have the highest endorsement uh, in terms of being linked by other websites, uh, they have the highest chances to rank better because it's like when you get a recommendation for someone and many people recommend you the same name. Well, actually, then you get curious and you want to have a chat with them. The same happens with Google. Having a lot of good quality websites uh, linking to yours uh, in a very relevant context, uh, then this will make sure that uh, Google's consideration, trust, uh, we, we really use the word trust in terms yes. of the domain, it's called That's domain trust. Yes, and so can you tell us how do you charge for your services? Well, we work uh, on a monthly, generally we work, we work uh, on type of retainer work with clients uh, because it has, SEO is something that goes on over time. Uh, 
we need to do some type of work. And the good thing is that it's always measured and tracked. So we need to measure what happens in terms of ranking on the keywords as a consequence of the changes that we've done on the site. And month by month, we will track how this grows. And this will help us refine the strategy if something is going very well or if something maybe needs a slightly different type of approach. So it does take a little bit of time in terms of months. But you also offer a free consultation, don't you? And also online training sessions. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yes, we offer uh, some training online because I really believe that working with small business owners, uh, this is an element of empowerment. Uh, a small business owner should be able to understand how this system works. Otherwise, they will keep thinking it's an obscure science. It's some kind of dark matter. No, it's not. It's just very mathematics uh, and coding and content related. So once they understand how it works, uh, it makes them so much easier to to use then some kind of clear best practices when they're working and they will not only be dependent on somebody else to help them. If they want, if they can outsource that, that's great. And they take some workload off their shoulders, but otherwise at least they know how the system works and they can do a lot of things on their own, which can help them keep the budgets a little bit limited. It can help them save money in the end. But also if they outsource it, if they know how it works, uh, they're in a different position and they can understand what's going to be done and why and what to expect. Uh, okay. So, well, Thank you so much, Sylvia, for coming in and telling us all about that. Sounds very, very interesting indeed. Would you like to give us your website details, please? Yeah, it's pinkseo.marketing uh, and that's the site on it. You can find all the uh, links to get in touch through uh, social media. We're on all of the social media with that uh, uh, same name, Pink SEO, because generally it's a very male-dominated industry and starting out uh, with a female approach uh, as I was founding the business uh, was something that was worth uh, highlighting. Then okay. we are well, thank you so much, Silvia. I'm afraid we've run out of time. Thank you very much for coming in and talking to us. Thank you, Zach. It was my pleasure. It's okay. been great, really. Okay. Thank you, Sylvia. That was Sylvia Del Corso from Pink SEO Marketing. Thanks to all our guests today. Mike Brennan, Chief Executive of the Norman Broadbrent Group. Dave Webster, IT Specialist from We Are Biz and the Webster Consultancy. James Evans from Our Family Wizard. And Sylvia Del Corso from Pink SEO Marketing. And thank you to my producer, Graham Laycock. And to stay in touch, or if you know any business people who should be on our programme, please email studio at brooklandsradio.co.uk with their contact details and a little bit about them. And do follow us on Twitter at Brooklands Radio. Do visit the Business Affairs webpage on brooklandsradio.co.uk for details of forthcoming guests and to listen to previous editions of Surrey Business Affairs. This show will be repeated next Wednesday, the 10th of February at 7 o'clock in the evening. The next edition of Surrey Business Affairs will be on Thursday, March the 4th at 1 o'clock. So do listen in. So it's goodbye from me, Jackie Mitchell. Surrey Business Affairs. If you'd like to take part, email businessaffairs at brooklandsradio.co.uk. That's Surrey Business Affairs 
for and about local businesses in Surrey.